I'm not sure uh, if you guys were here, how many of you were here last week or not, but um, we've, we've kind of started a new series here after Easter and uh, kind of getting some of the, some of the fundamentals lie, laid out for, for maybe why we believe what we believe, uh, the, the scriptural narrative, the big story. It's beyond the text. I mean, it's the story that we live every day. And um, just real quick, when we, we were in last week, we were talking about um, the, 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 the place this big story starts. And, and I asked you guys, I said, well, where, where does the story start? And some of us said, well, creation, that's where the story starts. Uh, but in fact, the story begins because God is. And uh, we talked about that last week, that God is. And, um, and that we're not God. We're not God. And, and we have to start there to really have a, a fundamental understanding of, of um, what we're doing. What, what life means, what we're trying to do. Um, our first confession is that God is, and the second is that we're not God. And that's something that, non, uh, that those who don't yet know the Lord have a hard time uh, confessing because they don't know who God is and, and they think that they are. We did, you know. And then those of us who know that God is so often end up acting like we are. <laughs> It's this constant struggle to admit that we're not God. Thank God for that. So I was last week to, to acknowledge that God is, and, and this week we're going to get into a beautiful story here, where, where the story um, takes root for us. I think that's why we say it's the beginning, because it was our beginning. It's when we started. And that's the creation story, the creation narrative, you know. And I'm not sure if you guys have, um, have been able to go out and enjoy... <laughs> Any of God's creation? Have you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I stand before you today testifying that uh, I've enjoyed a lot of it. Uh, you know, it's, 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 I was talking to some folks, and doesn't it seem like this winter was a long one? I mean, doesn't it feel like it just seemed like we were never going to break through? Isn't it? And, you know, I, I remember some mornings being so frustrated, like, oh, man, it's going to, you know, it's snowing? You remember that? That was a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Are you kidding me? You know, and you just, but you know, all that tension, I believe God uses that to his glory. All that, oh, is the frost going to get the flowers? You know, the people are putting the stuff over. I mean, all that stuff builds up to God's beautiful glory because he breaks through. He just shouts in these times, the creation narrative again. And I hope that when you're out in life, we're not so busy racing from appointment to appointment or point A to point B, that we can't look around and just be baffled by God's creativity, just blown away by it. So, you know, I spent some time out and yesterday and got cooked. I, I remember now sunscreen. That's right, Lord, sunscreen. It's a good thing. You know, I have to learn that lesson every year once, and then I remember. Um, how have you been enjoying uh, God's creation in the last few days or the last few weeks? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> now Steve's given us a yeah. Steve gives warning. He said after today it's gonna be tough because of the rain, right? So if you need your garden tilled, he's got this monster thing. He's been going around and loading this tractor up and tilling all these. You know, people are trying to get their gardens in, and he's been doing all that crazy. For the love of God. That's right. For the glory of God, brother. Praise God. Praise God. That's beautiful. So, anyone else? How have you been, you know, um, just enjoying God's creation this year? The stars? Wow, really? The Big Dipper is upside down? How'd that happen? I don't know. It's an 
No kidding. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, see, that's cool. How many of us even stop to look at the stars anymore? Isn't that funny? What's up, Mandy? Oh, yeah, you look at the stars. That's awesome. That's awesome. We lose that over time. Somebody else want to share something? You've been enjoying God's creation. Yes, yeah, Sarah, way in the back. Oh, catching fish and eating them. That's a great one, yeah. She's found a hot fishing spot I've, hear, I've heard from her. That's awesome. Yeah, when you're out there and you're fishing, that's another place to get burned really easily, right? There we go. God's supposed to be light. That was light. Um, what else? Any, go ahead. Yeah. Jeeps with no top. That's right. That's right. By the way, I'll give a, I'll give a little plug here. Um, I, might, I had a little raccoon eyes yesterday. I don't know if they still have raccoon eyes or not. Um, someone, someone rode their motorcycle in today, right? There's going to be a blessing of the bikes over at ACC today at 1 o'clock. So if you've got nothing to do and you've got a bike, I would encourage you to roll over there and, and, uh, and be blessed and just you know, hang out and have a good time. Played some golf. There you go. That's right. We, who said that? Was that Jim? Oh, Chris, man. Yeah, you're playing some golf. Jim was playing some golf too, right? <laughs> he was watching some golf be played. Yeah, his, the, his kid's golf, is it a golf scramble? Is that what that is? Yeah, it was yesterday, and it had great weather. Yeah, God's blessings to be out on the greens, right? Isn't that cool? Anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> All for the glory of God that that, that Pujols hit the Grand Slam. <laughs> Was that yours too, or you had something else? You had something else? Went to the zoo. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's just so funny how we can have so many opportunities, and and uh, and hopefully in that moment, whether it's the golf course or the you know fishing or whatever it is, in that moment we can really be in awe, awe of God, and just blown away uh, by what He is doing. And I think that that's a very, we should, we should affirm that as much as possible, that we are to enjoy God's creation. We're going to get into the text this morning, and uh, I want to I spend a moment praying together, and then we'll open the Word of God and just kind of hear the narrative uh, today. Father, we thank you for your great and glorious creation. I mean, it, it's overwhelming, Lord, because we dwell in it, we live in it, we breathe it, we eat it, we sleep in it, Father. Everything we've ever known has been given by you. And uh, today, Lord, as we open your word, we pray that you would open our minds and our hearts to its truth, that we could again be transformed in the inside, Father God, and we could go out proclaiming good news. You are an awesome God. We love you and thank you, because that's all we can do. And we do it in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, we're going to actually work uh, from the, uh, the book of uh, Genesis today, if you can imagine, right? Oh, that's what's happening up already. There we go. And um, we're going to, I'm not sure what the page number is for this. It's uh, Genesis 1. So <laughs> see if you can, page 1, is that true? <laughs> that is true. It's page 1. We're going to read page 1. How fun is that? I just want to read this together, and I know we've heard this, we've heard this, we've heard this, but I just want to read it together and then talk for a minute about it, because it's, it is where our story begins, and it's so instructive uh, to who we are and where we are. The Word claims this. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. 
and there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. And so God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. God called the expanse sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land and gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the, on the land that bear fruit with seeds in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seeds according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years and let them be lights in the, oh, and where am I at? Okay. (laughs) And let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light to the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the great light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. And he also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanses of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living and moving thing with which the water teems according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth and the seas. Fill the water and the seas and the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground, wild animals, each according to its own kind. And it was so. God made wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over all creatures that move along the ground. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. 
we, we, we hear that story, I mean, we almost talk about that story as if it's trivial. We, we, it's the, it's the seven-day creation narrative. There's another day, isn't there? The day that God rests. And we talk about the creation narrative. It's, it's just so common knowledge. And yet, when you read it and when you experience it, it's, a, it's got a different story. It's got a different, I don't know, feel to it if you read it like that, straight through. It is the beginning for us. And, and I want to talk about a few things today from this text, from what we just heard together, right? And the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the, the way it starts, the way the text starts out, right? And it's these words that begin to start everything for us, absolutely everything. And what does it say? In the beginning, God, what? Yeah, God created in the beginning. And, and there, there's a truth claim that we make as believers in a God that's so big. If any of you have had a chance to see the Lou Giglio video, by the way, have you seen that? How great is our God? He gives us this about a 50-minute talk, I think, on, on creation. And, and, and he does the greatest job of how small we've made God in our lives. He does the greatest job of just challenging our thinking and how we interact with a God that's so big he spoke stars into existence. The way we function in our daily lives as if God is not. And we have so little to do with our being here. Right? And so in the beginning, the word says God created. We, we don't know how he created. Right? We, we, don't know, we don't know how that happened. I mean, the word tells us what happened there. And, and there's been a lot of smart people who've been working really hard trying to figure it out. How did God do this? How did this all come to be? And then they start to read the narrative there and they go, well, now wait a minute, this, how does that happen in this order? And what's the order here? And all I can say is it's still too great for us. It's still too great for me. When you look at those images of, of the Hubble telescope like Giglio was talking about, that the truth is too grand to get our heads around. But it doesn't mean we can't stand in awe. It doesn't mean we can't look and go, wow, you are so good. You are so big. We're so blessed because of you. God created everything. Everything that you see, everything that we do, everything that we eat is created by God. And so we are here because we make a truth claim about this, that God created. And you know what's preposterous? That anyone would say that, that they know God didn't create. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Tell me your story. And then explain to me how God didn't make that. How you can be so sure. We don't even know the ends of his creation yet. In the beginning, God created the truth claim is that he did. The truth claim is that everything, I mean, even if you look at what's going on in science, everything has been perfectly made that we could exist as we do. If that's not divine revelation, I'm not sure what is. The very fact that we're sitting here this morning thinking of God is a gift of God. Our pursuit of him, our pursuit of the grand truths of life, our, our gifts from God. Now, you see, here's the problem, because when you get into the creation story, we can chase all kinds of rabbit trails. We can get into all kinds of little, little pigeonholes talking about this or that or, you know, uh, what exactly happened and what we, can, what we know. But you can look at any piece of God's creation and be 
completely baffled. You know what I did the other day? I took a leaf. I was out walking. I just picked up a leaf and just looked at it for a while. It blows me away. You know the Bible says consider the ant in the Proverbs? You ever considered an ant? It's an amazing thing. It's unbelievable. And all of God's creation is that way. Someone was saying to me this week, you know, we were in the hospital a lot, and someone said to me, if you knew what was going on in your body, you would be terrified. And I thought, I think you're right. Because when we get in those hospitals, we are terrified because of all the things that are going on in our bodies. Everything that has to go right for our life to be sustained, it's all overwhelming. And it's all God's creation. It's all a gift from him. So today, we're going to talk about a few things about, about the text and some of the things that we hear when we listen to the story of creation. We're not going to chase all those rabbit tails, trails. We're not going to act like we know it all. But we're going to listen to what God is revealing to his word. One of the things that um, I've been blown away by as I've read and reread and reread is that God's creation has a cadence to it. You know? It has like a rhythm. Up here, they were playing the cajon earlier. You know, that you know, there's something in us that, that just understands that. You listen to your heart. If you, if you listen to the seasons, if, if you listen to how the trees bloom and then die and then bloom again, it's an unbelievable narrative, isn't it? But it's a narrative of cadence. That certain things recur. Certain things come, and come into being. We, we see this a lot in our lives. You know, I'm not sure if, if, if any of you are fans of a parade. Does anybody like a good parade? Yeah, a few of you are being honest. I mean, the streets are lined. If you ever, you know, we're going to get to walk in a Schweizerfest. My favorite thing is because there are just walls of people crowding the streets. We love a parade. And my favorite part of the parade, well, there's so many favorite parts. You know, the fire trucks are awesome. They're really crazy loud and fun. And then there's like all the local, the, the people who are there are just unbelievable. But one of my favorite things is the bands that go by. You know, I always felt cheated if the band went by and they weren't playing. Did you ever feel that way? like, come on, start the song. You're like, oh, we picked a bad spot. You know, you're not by the grandstand review where all the bands have to play or whatever, you know what I mean? But, you know, even in, the, in that tick, 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 we hear it. It's this cadence of creation and it draws us in every time. And then you hear, oh, and, and they, start, they start the thing, you know, jump, pump. You're like, oh, they're going to play. Listen to the creation narrative. It's all around us. In the parades and marching bands. I, I was, um, when you uh, run with people sometimes, I'm just going to say when I run by myself, but, you know, we used to run with guys and you would always, you would call out stuff, right? A cadence to run, you know? And uh, you would rhyme or talk or I even talked to one guy who said he shared the gospel through cadence one time while he was running with a bunch of army recruits. And he shared the gospel with them during the cadence run. Isn't that funny? But there's something that we listen to. But, you know, when, when you run by yourself, who, who's a runner here? Any runners? A few of you? Yeah. Do you ever just... It takes a while to get there, doesn't it? To that place of rhythm. <sighs> Whatever you do, doing. Oh, maybe childbirth. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Christine. No. So, but you know, I mean, there's something that starts to happen that when you do it long enough, you start to get the rhythm of life and you feel it. And you know, I remember, and I only ran for a season, but I remember feeling when I was running like the ground was pushing back. I, you begin to experience things differently. There's a cadence. There's a rhythm. Your breathing locks in. You're running your race. This, I believe, is a gift of God. It's a gift that calls us back to the creation narrative. The fact that what you've been doing all morning this morning, and not even thinking about it, is a rhythm. It's the rhythms of our bodies. The rhythm of waking up in the morning, breathing, 
You've been breathing all day. Praise God. Your heart's been beating all day. Praise God. You know, those are gifts. It's this cadence of life that we hear. And in the text, we hear this cadence. It goes something like this. God said, and then let us, or let them, it was so, and God created, or God made. If you read this text repeatedly, you'll see that that come through this form of creation. That God says it, and then he allows it, and it was that way, and then he gets credit for it. That's how it works. It's God's idea, it's God's work, and it always comes to pass. This is the narrative. As a matter of fact, the simple way to say it is this. God said it. God did it. That's the story that we hear all the way through the Bible. God said it. God did it. God said it. God did it. The Hebrew writers, when they wrote this, they knew there was a cadence to this. They knew there was, this, there was these cycles. There were these rhythms of life. And they captured that in narrative. It was morning. It was evening. It was morning. The first day. The second day. The third day. We know these narratives. We live them every day. The second thing is that that God's creation has a crescendo. You know? I mean, God starts by speaking light into existence. Right? Let there be light. And it's a fact. There was light. And right right then, we begin to hear the story. and and, And it goes and it builds from there. It's, it's almost as if, you know, it says God saw it and it was good in the third through six days. It's like he was doing the creation stuff and then he was like, that was cool. That's almost what it feels like in the text because it says he saw it. He saw what he did and it was good. You know who says it was good? God said it was good. It's a good thing. And so here he is and, he's, and, and in the third six days he's saying it is good. It is good. God saw it and it is good. As God begins to sculpt and refine, you know, I love the psalm that Matt read earlier. As he begins to refine the mountains, sculpt the mountains, and and put the the sea in its place and everything, you can just feel how things are building in the text. How he begins to kind of, you know, you start with a blank slate, and he just begins to work and develop, and it begins to build upon itself. And he goes, that's good. And there's a rhythm, and then he goes over here and he builds, and that's good. And he builds this, and he goes, this is good. And then he starts to say crazy things to his creation, like, go and be blessed and prosper and make more. And he goes, that's good. And he continues to turn his creation loose and begin to procreate, right? Which is our story, isn't it? He's just turned us loose. And he says, it's good. The creation narrative. I'm not sure if you've ever seen a conductor. You know, one of my favorite, I remember whenever I was a little kid, I watched those guys, the conductors, and you've got all these people in orchestra, right? And they're all facing you. But you've got one guy with his back and he's those tails, you know? And I always like to think crazy hair. That's what I always like, the crazy hair conductors, like the Muppets, you know? And, and he would just, and they go, and I'm, I'm watching them, I'm going, you're not even playing anything. Have you ever watched those guys? They don't even have an instrument to play. They have a little white stick. And they're just and they're just building, building, and they're pushing things down, and they're building them up, and they're almost dancing up there in front of the whole orchestra. And they got, you know, a hundred or more people out there playing their hearts out, but it's all being conducted by this amazing person. In this case, it's God. 
And that's kind of what I sense in the text. There's a crescendo. He begins here and he builds and he forms. And, he, and there's times that he presses things down and he separates things out. And you know, our lives can be like that with Jesus Christ. There are times in our lives where he's drawing us out and he's pushing us back in. And he's molding us and shaping us. And we're being drawn up and then pushed back and we don't know what's happening. But the great creator of the universe who formed everything we see is forming you and forming me in this process. And so, you know, I I even went a bit further. I thought, well, have you ever watched a painter? You know, sometimes we have Sarah painting. Have you ever watched a painter? They're working and you don't see what they're doing and all of a sudden it comes into view. Wow. I would even go further. You know, Matt comes up and shares his gifts every week. You know, I mean, today was a great illustration. He just draws us out. He just draws us out. It's a gift of God. Art, and moreover, excellence in anything is an imitation of our creator. Anything that we're really excellent at, anything that we pour our whole body into, our whole being into, our whole spirit into, our whole mind into, becomes a reflection of the God who created us. This working through, drawing out, pressing down, conducting is the work of God. And he builds and builds and builds in this narrative through the six days of creation. And then the last thing is that uh, God's creation is what? We already talked about it a little bit. Huh? Somebody said it. It's good. It's good? <laughs> right. It's good. And, you know, we, always, we act like sometimes it's not. I mean, you, you, I don't know why we'd ever feel bad about enjoying the things that God has created for us to enjoy. We're living in it, dwelling in it. We're surrounded in it. And, and, and everything that God made is good. He says it himself. As a matter of fact, when he gets done, he steps back. He dusts off his hands. And he goes, that's very good. I mean, it's very good. The stars and the sky and the moon and the sun and the creatures and the air and the sea and the livestock and the wild animals and yes, even the bugs, right, are good. God says they're good. This is so good. Very good, he claims. I'm amazed at how creation is made perfectly to sustain itself, to sustain each other. We're, we're, we're in this, we talk about this all the time, but we're in this kind of a symbiotic relationship with our environment. And it's true, you know, this week we had green, uh, Earth Day, right? And my kids were like, Earth Day. Like, you, you, Olivia said, you're going to have to shower in the dark, Dad. I, I said, no, I'm not. You have to because it's Earth Day. Uh, but, you know, there is something that, that, that's true in that. that it's symbiotic, that we, we rely on the Earth, and the Earth relies on us. Stewards of God's creation. That's what he says at the end of the narrative. It's all in your domain. It's all under your command and control. It's all meant as a blessing to you. And so, all this stuff, we dwell in it every day. We live in it every day. We breathe it every day. And and I hope that we can begin to appreciate it. So, so what? You know? I mean, after all that, so so what? So with creation, good, you know? What's the point? I was at a friend's house and this is, my, this is my point. This is my problem, I guess, a little bit with the creation stuff we talk about. We act like we're going to unsurp God from the seat of authority with creation. I'm sorry, it's not possible. It's not possible. He did it. He did it. And no one else can claim otherwise. Not with any authority. And uh, I was at a friend's house, and, and they had this, um, this, this tank, and I couldn't see what was in the tank, you know. 
It was like a fish tank of some sort, but it was empty. And it had like uh, some rocks and they had like stuff. And I went over and I looked around and I finally saw it and there was a lizard in there. You know, like the lizard right against like, oh, it's a lizard, <laughs> you know. And I, it reminded me of how we are in God's creation. You know, someone has taken the time to make this place for this lizard. They've made a rock. They've put sun in there. They've put shade in there. They've put food and water in there. And can you imagine this lizard one day going, man, all this stuff just happened. <laughs> you know, lucky for me, all this stuff happened, huh? I mean, it's just the most preposterous thing ever. And yet that's what we find ourselves doing as creations of God himself. We find ourselves in his great creation and trying to say, yeah, you know, I'm not, you didn't have much to do with it. It's a little ludicrous. A little ludicrous. So, uh, so, so, you know, it just bugged me a little bit. You know, it's, it's like the lizard's like, I did good. No, 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 not really. You know, God did good. God always does good. And so, more than that, more than even like that lizard in the tank, it's not just that God created everything we live in, but God knit us together. Your very existence is a gift of God. And I hope that you realize that too. As you're enjoying the creation of God this week, these summer months, all year, that's the goal. You would know that it's not just the creation around us he's created, but it's us. Our very beings are a gift of God. I was speaking out in Colorado for a, a week to a group of people and, and um, we were going through the text and we were, we were kind of um, just, just con- contemplating scripture in many ways and, and, and uh, towards the end of the week someone, someone said uh, when, when are you going to preach the gospel? I said I'm sorry when are you going to preach the gospel? and I said I, I thought I was preaching the gospel well you know what I mean though the gospel and so we went out in the middle of the woods and the mountains and we had this fire pit and it was just real moment middle of the day and I said, I was asked the question, when am I going to preach the gospel? I want to say to you, open your eyes. The whole world preaches the gospel. As you look at the trees and the flowers and everything that springs up and reaches, the gospel's proclaimed. I want to, I want to go to one more text this, with you, and this is where we're going to finish today. The gospel's proclaimed through everything that is, everything that is, John chapter 1, page 736, if you use one of our Bibles. This is what it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God, and his name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light, but he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. 
Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision, nor of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is our confession about Jesus Christ. He is the great creator in flesh. He came to offer life forever to you and to me. And the whole world proclaims it. And as we're out, I hope we don't just feel blessed by the creator God, but blessed because Christ came and he knows us. He has brought life into us. So I have a question today, and I'm just going to ask you, and I'm going to ask you to ponder it today and ponder it in the week ahead as you go out and, and are blessed by everything that God has done in your life. Do you know this light of the world yet? Do you know this true life that is found in Jesus alone? If you don't, I would encourage you to seek it out because the whole world is proclaiming it today. Let's pray together. Father God, we are humbled because of the great good work you do. The work you did through creation in the beginning of time and then the unfathomable truth that in Jesus you came. The creator of everything came into the creation and loved us and died for us today, Father God. May we rejoice in your creative work. We give you praise and glory for everything. We give our hearts and our minds and our spirits and our souls and our beings and everything that we encompass today to you. We give you praise and glory for the great work you have done. We offer these prayers, these insights, this wisdom, not by our own accord, but as a gift you've given to us. We thank you, Father, for that gift. And we pray in his name today. Amen. Let's stand together. Do things a little differently. Song, All Creatures of Our God and King. That's us. It's me. It's you. It's everything in this creation. Sing praises to him. Creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice and let us sing. Oh, praise Him, sing.
aleluia. Oh, aleluia. That's rehearsal, because now we're going to go out there, and we're going to proclaim praise to him for his creation. A couple things to talk about at the end. If it's the first time or second time you're here, we've got some, a whole stack of books in the back. There's the black ones by Andy Stanley. You can grab them on the way out. That's just our way of saying thanks for coming out and hanging out with us. Uh, tithes and offerings. If you are journeying with Family Bible Church, you are on mission with us. Joy boxes are in the back. They're the green boxes. There we go. Yeah, that's Sorry. right. And, uh, but they are back there. And, and that's where tithes and offerings go. That's also where prayer concerns go. If you have a prayer concern card this morning, if you have any information at all, the best way to get it to us is to put it in that box, and we will definitely get it, right? Um, don't take the chairs. Thank you, Rick. Yeah. The chairs have to stay today, so we're not going to do autopilot and break it down. So Aww. chairs, uh, no chair stacking this, seminar. The uh, wrapping seminar, cord wrapping is still on, though. Oh, cord wrapping. Praise God. Sure. Well, that's it. We, don't forget, Town Hall, if you want to be there Wednesday night, and just go this week. May we go out and just be blessed in God's creation and then share the good news that that creates in our hearts with all people. And the followers of Jesus say, Amen. Amen. Amen.